0: Welcome back to the Luminous Podcast. I'm Father Chad Jarnigan. It is Holy Week. We're looking at Palm Sunday and Good Friday specifically in this episode. Welcome back. Palm Sunday is one of those days in our celebration that some have just kind of brushed over or maybe allowed it to seem so strange and maybe even disjointed knowing that Friday is coming or maybe even want to fast forward through Palm Sunday to get to Easter. It's an interesting focus. Every depiction and narrative in the Gospels have a unique take. We're looking at Luke nineteen twenty-eight through forty, and the triumphal entry. I'm going to read this. We'll get into it. And when he said these things, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. When he drew near to Bethage and Bethany at the mount that they called Olivet, he sent two of his disciples saying, go into the village in front of you. There and you enter, you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever sat. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you are to untie it, you will say, The Lord needs it. So those who were sent went away and found it, just as he had told them. And as they were untying the colt, its owner said to them, Why are you untying this colt? And they said, The Lord needs it. And they brought it to Jesus throwing their cloaks on the colt. They sat Jesus on it, and he rode along, and they spread their cloaks upon the road, and as he was drawing near, already way down the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice in praising God with loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen, saying, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. He answered, I tell you, if they were silent, the very stones would cry out. This is the gospel of our Lord. Palm branches in the Near East and the Mediterranean world is the origin. It was a sacred in these regions, and in ancient Egypt, it represented immortality. The palm branch in ancient Greece was awarded to victorious athletes. Also, the palm was adopted into Christian iconography to represent the victory of the martyrs and the victory of the spirit over the flesh. And sense of victory signals the end of a conflict or competition. The palm developed into a symbol of peace. Within Islam, it is often associated With paradise. As Jesus approaches, people are waving palm branches and throwing their cloaks down and spreading them all over the road. Now, this is a common image that many of us have with Palm Sunday the cries of Hosanna, which mean to save us. When we look at the crowd in this story, we can imagine that for many, when they cried out Hosanna to be saved, they were asking to be saved from the Roman Empire. the The oppression and the tensions of the day were incredibly high. These were desperate political cries, hopes in a Messiah, a king who would come and defeat the Romans who controlled Jerusalem. The act of throwing a cloak down on the ground was a sign of homage and submission. As to lay oneself down in hopes of deliverance and liberation. What does hosanna mean for us today? We are certainly in need of a hosanna posture to to be saved. But many of us in our context it's very difficult to see the parallels and the connectedness here even with this narrative. So not from the Roman Empire, we need saving and change. Save us from our addictions, our clutter, our busyness, our overly scheduled lives, our technology. Save us from our religions. Most certainly, save us from our politics, our greed. Essentially, save us from ourselves. But the more we tighten our grip on our cloaks, the more problematic. And maybe our idea of throwing our cloaks. On the ground, figuratively, is frightening and unsettling to what it may cost, what it may truly mean of us. Or maybe, and probably, we have constructed something or someone else between us and the actual. Jesus. And that has tainted or misrepresented the gospel. Christ Himself. Today, what gives us hope isn't what the masses or the popular opinions offer. That's too easy. But it is subtle. What gives us hope is the subtle, quiet alternative. The Christ who comes in this humble, upside-down alternative way of riding on the back of a donkey that no one else has ever ridden on. We can unpack this for quite a while but the Christ who comes and says I have come to fulfill the law to make the word real to embody the word he is the word it is Christ not the systems propped up to pose as the way for may we resolve to the actuality that Christ is the way the truth and the life Maybe we should just reflect for a moment on this passage specifically, in this day, in this celebration, knowing what is to come. But what's this one question for us? Maybe it is. What does it look like for us to lay down our cloaks? To offer a posture of Hosanna? That is to say, and confess we have a need. Holy Week is a beautiful and patient-paced process as we approach Easter Sunday. The rhythm and the pace of this week have allowed followers, disciples, devoted humans for centuries and we mustn't run to the resurrection we must pace ourselves in the process of the week Good Friday this year seems to have a very interesting and curious undercurrent with the great fire of Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris. As we saw the blazing inferno as people stood and watched in disbelief and then as they began to process what was happening some had a loss for words and simply began to sing together in the streets fascinating to watch an incredibly Distant spiritual city and many parts of our world stop. And maybe the weight of what was happening, the deconstruction of this building that was being renovated, the destruction, the history. The relics. Fascinating to watch. Our responses. Several years ago, I went to see my grandfather, who was in his last hours of life at a veteran hospital, VA hospital after a two-year bout with cancer, anyone who has ever watched a loved one, or anyone for that matter, go through this, knows what it looks like when the body goes through degeneration and trauma. We're all affected. The process of perishing... Something unnameable. Watching my grandfather fight for breath while an unthinkable pain had a seismic effect on me. At age 17, it was my first encounter with human death. Death is difficult on any and every level. Maybe because the human body wasn't designed to die initially. We have accepted the inevitable. We're perishable. It doesn't change the idea of us being made to live and enjoy God forever. See, this is a stretching perspective The entrance of sin into the world started a chain of events that wasn't a part of the original story. Humanity was born in a garden in the presence of God, their maker, the creator, to live, reign, and flourish with God in true communion forever. But from the moment sin entered the world, Things dramatically shifted. Erosion, decay, death, destruction entered the world. The Greek word schizo means to rip, tear in multiple ways and dimensions. There is a violence to this meaning that helps us frame the dramatic depths of the cross of Christ. And this begins to change everything again. Just as sin entered the world and noticed nakedness, shame, needing clothing, hunger and needing food humanity was ripped from its place and the tragic cathedral fire arrested our attention over 800 years of history May just do that. Has the blaze, did the blaze reignite something in the one holy Catholic and Apostolic Church during this holiest of weeks? Gutting, yet symbolic destruction to be rebuilt. A new destruction, death. I do have a scent, a feeling, because destruction and death weren't a part of the original plan. Maybe that is why death is so harsh. Destruction, war, famine. It's all so harsh, confusing, and unbearable at times. And suffering is a focal point which reveals the dimensions where our humanity still attempts to reject this decay. Until we are overcome with it. The way of Jesus cannot be understood apart from loss. The deeper the loss and lament, the greater the tremors of hope. Renewal comes out of death and destruction. We are a part of the new creation. A new way of living. That it all begins again here at the cross of Christ at Good Friday. No matter your rhythms and patterns this week going into Easter. I pray that you have had moments of stillness wherever you are listening to this, even now. Even if it's past Easter, I hope that you have had a moment where you understand the depths of Christ's love for you. That you are known, that you are seen. And that in Christ, you are enough. Resurrection Sunday is coming. May the peace of our great God be with you, and may you share in this peace with everyone that you know. I dreadful you may see.